0: everyone, my name is Ira, and that's the second episode of the Fragments podcast. In every episode, we talk about short drama pieces, which were written by participants of Fragments project over the period of several months. We talk about stories behind each piece, and then we discuss potential sound ideas, which aim to give depth to every story. Today, we will talk about Oli's piece, called Hostile Environment. Before we start, I want to ask everyone to introduce themselves.
1: Um, my name is uh, Tabo. I am a human rights activist. I used to write a lot of blogs um, highlighting different things that asylum seekers um, and refugees and undocumented folk mostly face um, or in different parts of the world. Um, my focus usually is on Zimbabwe. I'm also a member of the voices network i'm also a member of the um rrsg trustees so i'm on the board Um, and as somebody with lived experience what we're trying to do is bridge the gap between the um those who are at the top and and running the organization and those that need services what i'm trying to do is get as much input as possible Mm -hmm. as much info as possible through engaging um with um fellow asylees and um refugees and um uh, being able to let those who are at the top sometimes um uh, the the messages that we give and sometimes the things that are talked about at the very bottom end up making it to the very top um and yeah, that's what i do i'm I try and advocate for others.
2: My name is Oliver Mbolokele. um I'm an asylum seeker. I've been a asylum seeker since 2016, uh, but been in the country for 30 years plus now. Um, What I do personally by trade, I'm a painter and decorator, but um, but I also do a bit of drama, art, music, and some poetry. Um, This piece that I've written is basically a breakdown of uh, a little poetry of my life. And I wanted to reach out to people who are in my type of position in life right now. and just a voice for us as well to be heard, and um, we're we're so um kind of alien to the to to the world and everybody else not um really know our type of situation and the life that we type of live and how we are so deprived um, from so much. Um, but I'm so I'm really interested in the drama as well because I want people to see a vision of the life that we live as an asylum and and, and refugees uh, coming into the UK and other countries and how uh, uh, human rights is so being taken away from us by different types of aspects, but are not shown out there. So it's always nice to see your vision of things as well as just hearing it. It's a passion for me to just get that kind of voice heard, as well as just my own type of story But everybody else is um really.
0: Thank you, Thabo. Thank you, Oli. My first question is for Oli. Oli, what is hostile environment for you? Do you think your perception of the hostile environment has changed over the years?
2: I could say yes and no. Yes, because simply because I have to adapt to it, and no, because it's still this. Uh, I, I st- I'm still in the same position. But what I mean by I've adapted to it is just like matured and just had to let go and just have because I don't have no power. I don't have legs to stand on. My status is not in my part. It's not in my hands. Um, I've done all I could. Um, and provided all I can and the rest is just left in the government to make a decision and the best that I can do from learning from my experience in life and I mean like through doing crime just to put myself a roof over my head or to feed myself or to provide for my children was a route that I should have gone and obviously I'm not doing any more crime and my um how I've left it now is just that I feel disowned, deprived, neglected, uh, not heard or unseen because um, now I've just done it in the right way and the right way is waiting patiently for the Home Office to make a decision and then during that moment I'm still hostile because I'm still it's, it's still damaging me mentally, physically um, and the people that's around me um, where they can't see it, you know what I mean? They're not living the life that we are living or I'm living. It's hard for them to see the damage that is to... Uh, affecting me and the people that surround me so this is it's another kind of message or voice to let them know that the waiting time alone like almost i've waited 20 years it's not even 16 almost 20 years just to have a status and i feel i am a product of the uk's environment i've been here from the age of seven so i don't know why it's it, it takes so long to make a decision so only when you do a crime or you did something wrong or you commit an offence or something along them lines is when you're noticed in the, or you're red flagged. So you automatically red flagged that, oh, okay, now you're eligible for deportation. Now we want you out is when you're heard or seen. So it's important that I feel that um, this message is put out there so people who don't know also get to understand that it's hard for us. And as they say, um, good thing comes to those who wait, but how long is a piece of string of one who can't provide for the children, um, for themselves, um, not even be able to com- um, uh, put back into the community, uh, such as work. Um, simply, you can work, but only if you hold some sort of type or professional type of job, which we can't get, obviously. So it's like a it's, um, <laughs> a chess game or like a, a failure, to uh, yeah, a system to fail you. So,
1: yeah. Um, Can I refer to the poem a little bit? Ollie's mentioned something about it being damaging physically and mentally. And I think Olly mentioned something about doing time and everything else. Now, if you've been through the system of the hostile environment actually saying it is damaging mentally and physically, and then you have somebody who's on time saying, look, this hostile environment is damaging physically and mentally, that should tell you that it is actually a very, very tough form of punishment. It is not a form of punishment that is humane or that is fair, I can say that. Um, In terms of the law, not everything that is in law is correct. And fortunately or unfortunately, laws come from the fabric of society. What society might deem is the correct thing to do at that time. For example, the UK used to hang people. And the UK stopped hanging many years ago. Um, Nobody's been hanged in the UK. And right now, hanging is not even um, in the statute books anymore. So the law evolved with time. In the same way that the hostile environment was put in place, and um, they actually made it law to not act on folk and deny people the ability to be able to go to work, to be able to earn a living, to be able to have bank accounts, to be able to pretty much have their social, economic and cultural rights, um, which are enshrined in the Geneva Convention uh, of Human Rights. It is an extreme sort of punishment that I don't think in this day and age should be getting practiced by one of the 1st core co-signers of the United Nations Charter. Um, and one of the chief architects of the drawing up of the European Convention of Human Rights. I don't think that it is still supposed to be there right now. It's it's hard and folk have lived through the pandemic and folk know what it's like to miss a loved one. Folk know what it's like to lose absolutely everything and have to go into a queue to be able to, to get some help Uh, with their mental welfare. Asylum seekers for a long time couldn't even get that help. It only started becoming more and more available now. And even the stigma that comes being an asylum seeker, one has to teach people about, no, asylum seekers have got rights. Everybody has a right to a nationality, a, a right to feel like they belong, a right to belong somewhere. Maybe if the government is challenged um, a bit more as to why they are denying asylum seekers their social, cultural and economic rights, that might need to be done. And um, all these cases is one of those that I think should be at the top. The time has come to change.
2: But uh, no, it's spot on. Um, there's a lot of things that you said that I'm I'm not even aware of in relation to these laws. And... I think this is another thing that I think we, we lack information. Um, the Home Office don't give that and they don't really want to let so much information. Maybe it'll probably be easy for people like myself to be able to win cases. I don't know, but...
1: Yes, they don't want you and me to talk. They don't want you and me to be able to have a unified voice. What they want is for you to go in by yourself and just represent yourself and that's it. You know, I'm not allowed to go and stand up with a microphone and then say, oh, by the way, this is what happened to me. No, I can talk to you and talk about um, poetry and talk about the hostile environment and stuff like that, but it is what it is. But in terms of being able to talk about our experiences and how the laws affect us, man, we need to do that more.
0: Yes, I agree with everything that you said. I have a question for both of you. When you think about challenging the way refugees and asylum seekers are being treated in the UK, which of course is a very complex question, does the solution to the situation lay in changing the way the Home Office operates or does the question go as far as abortion in the UK and other borders whatsoever?
2: Well, for me, it's the system. I, I can understand there's restrictions of how to work around um, asylums and all of that. But how how they go about it is, I think it's completely wrong. Cause it's like you dump us somewhere and then you forget. These times, we got our rights and it's like you shut us up. No, um, just because we we feel you, you you've got us on a vulnerable position. You know what I mean? From what we've told you from our story or whatsoever. You know what I mean? And they, they, they like to use that against us a lot of times. Um, so it's it's difficult to say. To shut down borders and works over a little no i wouldn't say that um i say that that's that's not i don't i don't see the issue with that but the issue is how it's, the home office is run inside
1: this um and how it is treat people i'm fifty fifty on this one and the reason is because you see I was born in Botswana. I was raised in Zimbabwe my great grandparents came from for example mozambique and my Ancestry goes way back to the time of Shaga, Um in the Dao people you know, back to Z- Zululand and now where am I? <laughs> I'm in the UK. I cannot actually sit down and say I come from this one place. So part of me says, okay, let's think about um, liberalizing a little bit more and removing the borders and allowing a little bit more free movement. On the other side, I'm like, okay. Uh, the UK has these borders, and the UK allows free movement within the UK. So it's a bit of a difficult one, um, because I know that on one side, if I was to try and turn up to the public and say, this is what we should do, a lot of people will be against it. Way too many. And the UK is probably not yet ready for that. I mean, the UK has just left the EU. So I'd rather just the system. Uh, be changed, instead of thinking about the borders per se.
0: Yeah. Being a refugee and asylum seeker is a very difficult way to live your life. I know it myself. And I think quite often we focus on it so much, maybe too much, and we forget good things which keep us going day by day. What are those things for you? What are good things?
2: For me, it's really just hope. Like you know the saying, no news is no news is good news. Sometimes I live by that, and to know that I've got my children, I've got a better family support here. Things that kind of distract me, which I need on a day to day basis, which I don't always want to dwell on the home office because I know that like, their time is not uh, a day, a month, a year, or even two, three years. Could it be up to ten years? So I take my mind off of that and I focus on the things that make me happy, which is in my music, uh, my creative creative art. To not focus on too much on how long I'm going to have to go about this, I just be versatile. That I'm able to do one thing and then another thing and then another thing. So I always want to focus on the next step. Okay, I've got this, now. I focus on Saturday course, which always keeps me active and makes me happy. And where I've got children, it's also an avenue of me thinking of their future. What can I do? myself um I may not have the finance um but I've had communication skills which I can communicate with people get links um to help them out with whatever they need to uh, in life aspects of growing up um hints uh, with their mothers as well um so I'm always there for my kids so that's what keeps me alive and active but not to just focus too much on the home office because um once you've provided everything in uh, nothing is left in your hand mentally it's disturbing. Uh, it's hard and could cause uh, an effect of um, self-harming and things like that, which I've um, um, had an effect of in the past. And as, as well, by my faith as well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Christian, so I have strong belief of my, uh, my Jesus. That So, yeah, that's what keeps me going during this hostile environment without thinking too much about no status and being deprived of so much.
1: Uh, the good things that I focused on was protesting, 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 and more protesting. I can't wait for lockdown to end so I can go and go to more protests. <laughs> I just can't wait. Um, one of the things that I want to do is go to the front of the home office with, and then record videos and then talk about our experiences and saying, this place, this is what it has done to us. That is my goal. That is my hope that we'll be able to stand outside the home office and then uh, say, here we are. This is what you're doing to us. This is what you've done to us. We are human. Your laws have harmed us. What are you going to do to fix us? Absolutely nothing. It's a bit like staring in the face of the sun. But our eyes have been damaged beyond repair. The home office did it intentionally. And there's nothing. No money can give it back to us. So what I did was just protest. That's what gave me joy. And that's what's going to give me more joy.
0: Thank you for sharing. That was great. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, Let's talk about sounds and music, which we can add to Oli's piece to emphasize its mood or feelings within it. Did you have any sound ideas when you were writing this piece, Oli?
2: Our emotional sound Joy sound, whatever part catches a uh, an emotion that has a sound to it. I do want emotional sounds because I want it to be touched as well as not just emotion. I want also like some sort of actions that I had to take in life, which wasn't my fault. But I want that that sound as well. That like, what's the sound of being left behind? Um, screaming and shouting. That like, I mean, you you can hear it, but it's so silent that you feel like it's not. Effective.
0: Ole, I have a question which might not seem easy from the beginning, but you're welcome to improvise and just take some time to think. How does the hostile environment sound to you?
2: The hostile environment, it's so it's so powerful in the sense that it's important, but it's not heard, it's not loud enough. So I feel like I'm in a chokehold with from the beginning of the the poetry. I've been on that chokehold, so the sounds that I hear are screams or chokes. But as you go through the poetry, you hear the joy and the sadness and and things like that. police sounds as well. That um, it is part of law government that they have to go by, and even airplane sounds of airplane that I feel that I could I could be deported. So certain time sounds of this is like. UK is not going to be my home no more. So, yeah, even sounds of birds, like sounds of fading, things fading away gradually. So it's like a sound that goes high and then low and then low and then low, but rises back up simply because of strength, power, and like saying a bit of gospel sound to it as well, uplifting, which is the part of the strength. Like I said, there's a part where I said there's a fire inside of me. A sound that kind of is an uplifting sound, but with a lot of power to it as well. And being in the jungle, <laughs> it's like being in the jungle, but it's a it's a modern jungle that only I can see. You know, jungle fighting lions and gorillas and tigers, and but these people are are not they're not animals, but they're human. Wolf in sheep clothing, or yeah, a wolf in sheep clothing.
1: Maybe you have the sound of the parliament. Um, where they they actually make the laws and that's exactly what, what they've done because it's pretty difficult to get the sound of, of a home office. Not many folks are going to know what it's like, but everyone's going to know what it's like, you know, in Parliament. With like, um, John Burke or oh, Oda!
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think of the sound of failure. It's silent. Things go just left. It's like everything's just silent and there's no sound. That the part where I mentioned failure, because it's like blank again, like nothing there. Or you know that that sound that goes that that irritating sound that you hear, just and then it just fades away. And the battle, sound of battle, like any any type of battle, like a world war, yeah, you can just hear shouting and screaming and mothers and Children crying, a lone soldier fighting a war on his own, but this is with the home of his. Yeah, and then the poor. Um, I well, may be poor in life, but rich in love. This sound of happiness, really. They're more like tweety birds. Sound like <laughs> you know that <laughs> that kind of joyful, peaceful, calm sound. Thoughts. Sound of thoughts. You know that you're in a, in a field, a green field, just full of flowers. And...
0: Thank you, Tabo and Oli, for this conversation. It was great. Um, let's listen to Oli's piece now. I took into consideration all your sound preferences and ideas, and I hope it came out the way you experienced this piece yourself.
2: My hostile environment. An invisible chokehold. Yeah. What's my status? I don't really have one, you know. I feel alien. In care homes that's from a young age. On my own. Time don't really stop, you know? My daily thoughts at 2 p.m. Just the silence in it. The things that I dream for. A scooter for my daughter. A birthday cake one day, maybe. The memories. What I have that I can create. Just because I'm not seen doesn't mean I can't be heard. I stand behind these bars on my own. Barricaded. What am I? I've been neglected by a sister from a young age. I'm in a limbo. I was always left behind. I will not pass this on. Oh hell no, I will not pass this on. By a best friend. Can you imagine? The nurse told me, "If you got me there, I would have never made it. I never see my seed again. Cannot take the little things that I have left in me. If you ask me for help, I shall be there regardless. And I would never say no." Because I know where I've come from, I know how it feels. An empty shell, unidentified, a phantom. Being chucked outside, alone in the streets. No response.
0: We're sorry, you have reached a number.
2: Knocking on their door. No response. We're
0: sorry, it
2: is not necessary to die. Do- no response. Eight years gone. Still no response? Another eight years? I waited. I wrote to you. Damn, I did what I could. How much more do you want of me? What are you doing to me? I guess you're waiting for me to fail. You're eligible for deportation now, Oli. (laughs) <laughs> I was waiting for that. 37 now. Got me on 36 quid a week. I'm a father. These tears touch me. Cause I feel hope still. What's your status, mate? (laughs) Status. My status is love. My status is loyalty. My status is my time. Please don't deprive me. For you cannot take the little that's left of me. My daily thoughts a scooter for my daughter, her birthday cake, the joy in her heart. I may be poor in life, but I'm rich in love, which keeps me strong and keeps me going because I have faith in God. I can give you my time, but if you feel it's not precious enough, I feel as like though I'm not worthy of you. There is no stronger battle in this world, than this battle of this home office, a lonely soldier. People reaching out, trying to help you. But they put a barricade in front of me and behind me. Where am I? I'm barricaded. Since the age of 17, I don't feel scared no more. The UK is my home. The UK is my family. It touched me because I still have hope. It gives me strength. Because I still have hope. I got a lot of fire in me. And I take time to work it out. I want people to see the chapters that I've been through. I have moved through a lot of mountains. I am here. I still feel hope. Although I'm hopeless, I'm hopeful. hostile environment. They don't understand me, no. That's why I feel so alone. This is what it is when I feel low the places I come they don't understand me no. that's why I feel so alone this is what it is when I feel
3: alone keeping through the pace I I I, I, I. I I I know here, age seven knowing no stress 30 years and I'm still battling my status I want no less And still I see no progress It's seeming like there's no way through this process Like trying to run a marathon with no legs My dad to a trip to her majesties I was 14 I had to go to a secure unit for some support team My brother stayed at home He's got his family to feed These days I haven't seen my since I was 4 or 3 proud father, man to raise my kids Hardly having no contact with my brother that I came in with I've been there from the get-go I should have the right to stay and live No status creates limits Doors I can't break through it so We put a strain of relations and do you know how difficult it is, trying to raise some peace for solicitors and shit And they tell you you can't work, how ridiculous is this? Put you in predicaments, I've got to eat, I've got to live, you know i got to provide So I'm forced to hit the road again, suicidal thoughts running rapidly, no control of them I can't speak about this thing, cause I'm a grown man, but if I don't, it's gonna swallow me whole again I live for today, because tomorrow's never promised, man Deprivation and hunger is now upon a man My application costs three bags for me to stay and live, but at any time they can take can't
2: understand me, no. That's why I feel so alone. This is what it is when I feel no. Keep it for the places I call home. This, this, this is what it is. This is what
3: it is. This is what it is. This is what it is. How am I supposed to live like this? No. I, 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 I have no identity, unidentified. I'm proud i worry I'm fed up but won't give up in life Exhausted, but the closer I get to the finish line I stay hopeful, hoping get time The longer I'm on my side They can teach me anytime Send me back to the Congo where I don't have any life The strangest feelings, the feeling I'm feeling deep inside Is they can separate me from my children And that's exactly where my heart resides Nobody told me about my status till I was 21 Social services left me, now we've grown it's when the stress begun Pick up a run, but never an option, I had no place to go Police be coming by, so I got kicked out of my baby mums Eleven years, so many tears that they. She took my kid I don't blame her with police running up in my crib I never had any options for anything I did I had mouths to feed the whip and starve my kids are hit the strip And people understand but they don't understand I'm trying to raise a man but I don't want a hand I'm trying to raise some peas but I ain't got a bank I count for all my peeps and many I have to thank Little she was, kids cross church The ones who held me down My sister He housed me when I was out She gave me the couch People here then bought me food so I didn't go without Yeah, I was out and moving bricks so I could build I the house do understand me,
2: no That's why I feel so alone This is what it is when I feel low Keeping through the places I go This is what it is I'm just trying to make a living This is what it is I'm just trying to feed my kids This is what it is I'm just trying to get the same right How am I supposed to live like this, no How am I supposed to live, but I'm transparent From the age of 16 with no parent How am I supposed to know, has to pay rent I feel hopeless, hopefully that one day I'm gonna call bless, to take me out this mess My trials and tribulations got me facing timing I'm feeling unidentified, I don't know if I'm living I gotta wipe away the tears so you can see the vision